everybody. Welcome to BAMCast Extra, episode 184. Even more numbers. Every week. Mm-hmm. I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And we're back. This time, we watched a weird thing. Uh, totally random. 1989's Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. Where was Leo and Tom? <laughs> Not that Catch Me If You Can. Oh. It's a different Catch Me If You Can. Uh, this is Stephen Summers' first movie, uh-huh. the man who directed The Mummy. <laughs> right. And the first G.I. Joe movie. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, yeah, and, so... And Van Helsing, that's such a good movie. Yeah, that one. Ugh. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let me just explain how we came to this. Uh, I was I was just going through, as I do, going through piles of movies, just like, what's this? Is this worth watching? What is this? I got about five minutes into this. And was like, well, okay, it's Steven Summers' first movie. It's got a weird-ass plot. And the first five minutes of this is very strange. This seems like a high school movie I've never seen. And everyone's being weird. And so let's see what this is about. Maybe this will be fun. It, it was longer than 90 minutes, so it, it was an extra qualifying movie. Mm-hmm. And here we here we are. That's that's literally how we got here. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I kept waiting for this to become different movies. <laughs> Several times throughout this movie. Yeah, well, because I mean, it's, it seemed like the main plot wrapped up about an hour in, and I was like, what the hell else is going to happen? <laughs> that, and like, in the as you said, in the first five minutes, I was like, oh, is this about to become Grease? Like, I actually thought it was going to be a musical for a second. That's what I thought. That's why I immediately pumped the brakes and was like, no, <laughs> this has to be shared. <laughs> I don't want to know anything about, else about this. I will just, let's do that. Because, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a strange thing that is in the slightest alternate reality. It's just a little off. There's just everything about it is just like, this is not reality. This is not real. It's a, it's a story about a Minnesota high school. And for some reason, the school board is going to cut their funding and close their school down. And so they're trying to figure out a way to save their school. That was another reason I was like, Oh, save the rec center. That's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, and so it's almost, (laughs) it's not quite, Savage Steve Holland level yeah. of weird disconnect from reality, but it's awfully close. Yep. It's like in the next neighborhood over. Mm-hmm. Because like his, I feel like, you know, you have one or two self-aware people who live, realize that they live in an, an absurdist nightmare. Like that's right. kind of like the Savage Steve, you know, blueprint. Like everyone's a insane wacky sitcom character. And there's like one or two people that like, are going like, why is everyone an insane wacky, <laughs> you know, sitcom stereotype here but this is like we're gonna live in like this weird normal thing where it's like high you know this time warped high school thing where it's like so much of what's going on is like what was popular in the 1950s but then also like we're gonna make reference to like like all this I don't know retro like like they're going through like this retro 50 phase as well as also like that also being what they're into. Yep. Like, like it, there's this weird for this being like a late eighties, you know, practically 1990s movie. There's a very bizarre innocence to everything that's going on in this high school, because like, there's no mm-hmm. talk of drugs, drinking, anything. It's like the worst thing that's going on is like people like racing. Yeah. And it's like, people are into racing. And yeah. it's like, ew. Okay. <laughs> like, that's really yep. weird. But also everyone at the asshole uh, at the school is a fucking asshole. <laughs> I fucking hate everyone in this school. 
except for like the <laughs> few people that are like a main character. Like everyone at the school can eat the all the like the biggest bag of dicks. Like fuck them all. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. I yield my time. Fuck you. Uh, yeah, but no. An- another, another weird thing about the school is that there's literally only one adult there. Yeah, yeah. The, the principal, that's the and we don't. Thing. Yeah, we don't see anybody else that's not a teenager. Mm-hmm. Literally, the only character there's one adult character, the principal. There's no teachers. There's no nothing else. <laughs> it, well, I mean, I assume there are teachers. We just don't ever see them. Right. Um, it's it, it's but strange, yes. But- this is like this is some outlier high school that is like this small school that is constantly being threatened of being shut down to be absorbed into larger schools. Yeah. But you know, so I don't really understand that, that like, that's a, that's a weird way to come at this, but okay. Um, yeah. You would think like the bigger schools would want to send kids to the smaller school mm-hmm. there and spread it out instead of just, because what the plan is, is to close the school and send all these kids to all the other schools in the district. Right. Um, you would think, but, no, but, do it the other way. But it's not a special school. It's not like this is the gifted school or this is the art school or whatever. Nope. You know, just it's just, just just a tinier school. Um, you've got the class, the senior class president is trying to save the rec center through uh, bake, different sales bake sales and, and shit like that, fundraising stuff. Yeah. But like no one gives a shit. And like she has nope. this $200,000 in goal. Like I need this much money. And she's raised like a thousand bucks or you know, a couple hundred bucks and, yeah. you know, got the thermometer like ready to go to like <laughs> fill it in. But it's like the saddest thermometer ever. Um, <laughs> but it, this is why I'm saying like everyone in the school can fuck off because it's just like the principal is like literally getting on like, hey, yeah, you know, we're going to close the school down. So, you know, please take part in the fundraising stuff because, you know, otherwise we're not going to have a school and you're going to be bust around and lose all your friends and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Everyone's just like, yeah whatever i voted her for her because she said she's gonna save the school so she can do it by herself and that's basically everyone in the school's attitude and basically yeah all eat all the bags of dicks so on on one hand okay so on one hand i feel like that's believable like i believe that all these kids would be like i don't care who gives a shit where i go to high school it's high school it's almost over we're almost gone who cares yes but uh, but the, it's just the, it's the, just weird when later they all come around and are like, yeah, let's yeah, <laughs> like okay. If you want to, if you want to accurately portray high school apathy and not piss me off and tell me, me tell a, a fictional entire high school that they can eat bags of dicks. <laughs> what I what I'm trying to import is that like have them just be apathetic, but they are ruthlessly apathetic. Whereas yeah. like someone will go like, hey can you help me do this? And they're just like, what? No, you said you were going to, <laughs> yeah. You know, like that, that's one thing. If like, if you're going to be apathetic, just don't even engage, like walk away from that conversation. But they're actually just like, ugh, I can't believe you are asking me to do anything. Fuck mm-hmm. you. How dare you? You know? Yep. And it's just like, that's, that's why I'm like, they can eat all the dicks. <laughs> it's because it's like they're ruthlessly apathetic and not apathetic at all because they're actually taking a stance and telling people. But it checks out. Anyway, um, there's also Johnny Cool Guy who <laughs> races cars. And Johnny Cool Guy is also secretly smart, but lives in the shithole that is like, I assume, is like literally where like in his bedroom is like where the switch is that, that does the switch tracks. 
thing for the because like this train well, is like literally, so not only does he live on the wrong side of the tracks he, he lives, lives on the tracks i think yeah like because like there's a train that rolls by at one point that he just fucking screams at yeah. <laughs> before he, he kick, goes and does I think his he homework kicks in his cabinetry too he's just like shut up yeah. like, yes kick your cabinetry that'll help but fucking he also idiot. lives in a home with no adults he's mm-hmm. told at, at one point he tells someone he lives with his uncle never see an uncle never see any adult supervision there are no parents in this movie but anyway like the principal who's a pretty good guy is just like hey johnny cool guy you're late again go to detention and help out with the bake sale and he's like oh gee i don't want to do that and he's like you'll do it and he's like oh okay oh, we did see one other teacher there was one teacher we saw there was a guy that got the test grades because oh, Johnny, right, right, Johnny right, Cool yeah. Guys finishes, he comes in late, finishes the test first, and then the teacher has the key, and he's like, "That son of a bitch." <laughs> yes, and it's just like you know, like yeah. So there was well, there was yeah. one teacher shown, and because he right. had the, he had the key, the answer key for his like, why the fuck do you have an answer key if you're gonna have a fucking Scantron? Like, I mean, yeah, that didn't make sense. That didn't I make any what sense whatsoever. <laughs> like, it's, it's, I don't know, this fucking stupid ass school doesn't didn't couldn't afford the fucking machine. I guess the but, machine you yeah. just have to manually Scantron it. So. <laughs> Yeah, just, let me make my key card there. Look at this. Oh, it's all the right answers. Um, but so anyway, anyway, Johnny Cool Guy is like, you know, winning races for like 100, 200 bucks, 300 bucks a race, you know, and just like always racing I, against this like. I don't understand this gambling. I, I don't either. either. Because <laughs> there, there's two dudes that like will take the bets, but they don't race. They bring in no. other racers. Yeah. And it's like there's this. <laughs> Dumbass, like meathead dude who like is part of this who gets angry and punches out his window every time, yep. and then it like realizes that it hurts. So there's this running gag where like he'll go to punch out his window and just play out ah or like <laughs> kick out his window or whatever. And then fucking Kid Rock, like he's got this other yeah. dude who's just fucking Kid Rock who's just like I can't believe you won again. Ball with the ball, but dang a dang. But yeah, and so like it's just it's this weird dynamic where it's just like you fucking punk. I can't believe you won again. Uh, Mr. The Fat Man's going to want to see you because, hey, spoilers, there's like two actors you've actually heard of in this movie. Um, uh-huh. Well, no, three, because Grant Heslov is also in this. Yes. Um, who's like George Clooney's best friend. <laughs> yes. Um, which is weird. But um, I'm just saying, like, take one of the weirdest looking dudes and one of the handsomest looking dudes and they're like best friends. <laughs> it's just strange. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so like but like you know uh emmett walsh is like the place this character called the fat man and like he's the one who's like running this gambling ring or whatever and it's just like indulging this kid to keep racing against opponents and stuff here's what i don't understand about this whole gambling thing so mm-hmm. yes emmett walsh runs this casino basically and on the side he's betting on these races mm-hmm. and it's always johnny cool guy versus whoever they can go find to race it's like there's no side action there's well, no like okay Everyone else make your bets. It's just it's just constantly betting against this kid and this kid constantly beats them. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and spoil something for you. Um people who do crimes <laughs> don't take one to one betting odds. Like nope. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's like flipping a coin and like basing your business on that. Like, you know, a 50/50 bet thing does not yeah. make you money. Like, you know, if those odds those are like the worst odds in Vegas. Cause like, that's why they fucking hate you to go play roulette and play even odd black red, you know, like right. it's just, and also that's a dumb way to make money because it's just like, well, here's a dollar. Okay. You won. You also got $1 <laughs> and it's like, yes, but if I lost, 
there goes the dollar. So it's, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's very little venture, very little gained. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what a fucking car race is, you know, <laughs> unless you're like racing for your cars or something. Yep. But yeah, they're just like racing for 300 bucks or whatever. And then eventually it's just like, no more of this. We're going to go work for the fat man. They don't, he doesn't do races for less than three grand. So he's like, yeah, well, how am I supposed to keep making money? And they're like, why do we care how you're making money? It's like, you're acknowledging that you're obviously just keep paying this man because he keeps winning. Like, this is a really weird business yeah. thing that you have going on here. But hey, spoilers. Eventually, he's <laughs> going to get put in touch with, uh, you know, school president girl and then it's just gonna like hey you want to make money why don't you bankroll me doing races and she's yeah. like that's crazy and then eventually is like wait no all right let's try it i don't have anything i don't what do we have to lose I, there's literally nothing else i could do yeah to make more than a hundred dollars selling buttons <laughs> yeah so she's like and then she then you know spoilers they get a taste for it because of course he wins and then it's just like it gets down to where like they have made half the $200,000 in like a month and everyone's getting suspicious because they just keep making announcements like, Hey, the car wash made $3,000 this weekend. It's like the bake sale just made $20,000 this weekend. It's like, uh, even the, and and Jeffrey Lewis is the principal. Who's like the, the other person I was mentioning that you would recognize from this movie. It's just like, Hey, he's like, I don't know if this is legit or promise me it's legit. And she's like, Oh yeah, (laughs) there's like 250 people in this town. How did you rate? Did they all buy like 18 car washes? Yeah. Cause she's like, our, our candy bar sale just made $30,000. And everyone's like, what? Well, no, all the kids are like, yeah. Cause like they only care when it's like winning and they don't have to do anything. Then they're like, yeah, that's all right. So like that's that's the main plot of the movie, and as you were saying, the main plot of the movie wraps up at about the forty minute to an hour mark. Is like <laughs> basically they're you know at some point they're like, hey, fat man wants to see you be here, and and it's just like, hey, you know, Emma Walsh is like, hey, I'm tired of you constantly winning. I want you to race for me now. And he's like, cool, great. Anyway, how about one last race, double or nothing? You know, you well you, you know. before he goes to see him, there's 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 the uh, they've brought in a ringer mm-hmm. from the big city or whatever. Oh, right, yes, the yes. the widow maker, and he's a dirty racer. He's mm-hmm. like my drivatar in in racing games, and he just rams cool guy into a wall, and they lose. They lose the hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and so that's he's he goes to Emmett Walsh, and he's like, drive for me, and he's like, okay, but one last race to get that money back, and to do you know double or nothing or i don't know yeah i'm it's, just saying like, like I, I, it's it's just weird because like the, the 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 second plot of the movie kicks in at about the hour mark like you right. feel like the what you've been trying to watch is like over and you're like what the hell's left that there's 40 fucking minutes left but <laughs> yeah. okay so here here's some things that i wanted to point out before we get too far into the second plot the mm-hmm. things that make this movie essentially extra weird is there will just be times when everyone responds in unison to something or something that like is totally unrealistic. Yeah. Um, like the people all simultaneously getting excited every time she announced how much they're, they're made. Cause they're all just like, you know, if you, if you were to tell actors like, all right, pretend you're students talking before class starts and they're all mm-hmm. just doing the leaned over like, and then like, she'd be like, we made $20,000 big sale. And they all like all turn simultaneously creepy. Look at the speaker on the wall and be like, yeah. And then they like go right back to talking and weird shit like that. And it's just be like, these weird scripted, like everybody do the same thing for five seconds until we awkwardly stop and go back to what we were doing. So like, Uh that's what makes it that weird. I don't know. Just absurdist, like level of like filmmaking where it's like, what the fuck? Uh So 
anyway, second plot kicks in. They lose the money. Of course, she goes to the dance and is like, we never had the $100,000. I made it up and everyone's like, boo this woman! <laughs> like, well, you know. because what happened is uh, the principal had a meeting with the school board mm-hmm. and the school board had like come to a decision early or something about closing the school and it was supposed to be bad news or everything. And he's like, I told him we had $100,000 and you won't believe what they said. They said, that's great. Give us the $100,000. Hey, you're going to have to lead in the school year to get the rest. Hooray! And, and we so just they call her up on stage. <laughs> yeah, they call her up on stage and she's just like, uh, uh, they don't no. call her up on stage. They abduct her onto the stage. It, that, That's yes, the other that weird thing. It's like there's like three dudes who just come out of the crowd and which parts for her like the Red Sea. And then they're just like, you know, they fucking like, you know, the the arms and the chair and Ghostbusters just like drag her onto the stage, you know, just like, <laughs> like it's fucking creepy. Okay. My favorite part of this is that so she explains the money's gone. There's no money. Mm-hmm. And the crowd is just kind of like, what? The guy running the spotlight just mm-hmm. slowly takes the spotlight down off of yes. her. <laughs> like, the sad disappointment of the spotlight guy is just like, no, no more spotlight for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's still standing there, but he slowly panned the spotlight off of her. Uh, yeah. So everyone now is like, I bet she stole the money. I bet she put it in a Swiss bank account. Grr. And Johnny Cool Guy's like, well, that's not fair. They should blame me. I'm the one who right. lost the There's, race. Before we move forward, there is one, like weird technicality okay so (laughs) again just like there's weird stuff going on in this movie and there's one weird technicality i want to point out all right so as i said this whole thing is like this weird retro pastiche to the 50s from being the late 80s so the 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 principal uh who's uh jeffrey lewis has a wurlitzer jukebox in her in in his uh office that is like Uh what starts off the morning announcements is in picking a random number and there's this weird active level of betting going on amongst the students of like oh i think it's going to be like blueberry hill today and it's like no i think it's going to be like this and it's like you know just this weird thing and it's like you know mr cool guy like it's like sunshades hippie dude he's like it's gonna be a sweet number 21 (laughs) and then like he presses that in place and then like then it's like everyone's weirdly into it. Also, yeah. the other weird level of like how it's like the fucking like Lord of the Flies in here is that there's like no parents around is like they will just suddenly go into like murder the fucking nerd and like go after Grant Hesloff at like no point in time. And never is a teacher like, hey, leave him alone. It's just like they go fucking like he's fucking piggy and they're like going to fucking murder him. And it's just like, what the shit? Like, like there's a few times where it gets really fucking savage there's a, there's at least three times in the first hour of this movie where he literally just pops up and goes well actually this yeah. and then he's just immediately chased out of the scene like we're gonna fucking murder you but how uh, dare you okay so there's this weird like weird homage to the 50s thing now they yeah. have this theme dance which is where she announces that we don't have the money uh-huh. and it's um uh, fast freddy's fun time dance or something like that i don't know it's, it's like, the 30th anniversary of fast freddy's run he he did some amazing he's this racer guy yeah, it's he's like, like this mythological racer who won the big race and received like a diamond encrusted trophy and they they poured gold into his car and he's, his car he disappeared like yeah they can't, he, they can't find him and they can't find yeah. his car he didn't die but we don't know what happened no. to him he just he he won this big race. They gave him a million dollars, and he vanished. <laughs> so it's it's weird because it's like all right. So we're acknowledging there's this weird like well you shouldn't be racing, but also hey here's celebrate the... for this racer. <laughs> Wait, we mean, have a fine heritage of, I mean, of most, racing in most this schools town. and uh, you know dances and things are named after racists and not racers, uh-huh. but you know correct. Like, yeah, yeah so, we're working on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so anyway, they're having this dance, and and so like. 
that's the thing is like they're either picking 1950s songs because the copyrights are really cheap or it's like you know you can do the time warner cover version of it that's like super dirt cheap but yeah. regardless I, th- I think it's like it's let's go to the hop or rock around the clock. It's some like Bill, Bill Haley number is playing at, at the dance. And for whatever reason, like people are going fucking nuts for it. Like, you, you know, like <laughs> nobody in fucking 1989, like even ironically would like have nope. jived as much as they were to this <laughs> shit and this, but here's the technicality that gets me is like, it's a, it's a damn near radio accurate version where it's like, we're listening to fucking Bill Haley in the comments over here. And then it's like, you realize there's a band on stage with a lady lead singer and they're like, thank you, Ginny. And the, you know, the, right. you know, we're going to take a little break. And, and the, it's like, wait, Angora sweaters or, you know, it's like, and it's like, we're going to take a little break. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just like, you were just playing the platters. <laughs> there is no band. What are you doing? I mean, it's just like they cut over to that. And I was like, wait, there's a band. <laughs> like the fuck? <laughs> No, I know. It's so weird. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah. But um, yeah. Okay. So also at this point, but there's a rift between uh, Jenny smart girl and Johnny cool guy, because like, you know, he lost the money and, and he's like, well, you could just tell everyone I did it. They'll buy. It. And she's like, no, it's part of all of us. And then he's just like, he just turns into an asshole for no reason. He's like, yeah, well I got my cut out of it. So fuck yeah. you lady. And why do I care? And he just has a lot of like, you know, things where he's one step away from an angry dance fighting in the woods where it's just like, he comes up and it's just like, oh, and it's like, I just want to talk to her. And he's like hanging around the background, like listening to her announce that he, she, she doesn't have the money anymore. And then just like, you know, gothy swing dances off this pole and is like, goes out to, and to his car. And it's just like, I'm so full of emotions. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the big reveal that he's been doing all this racing so that he can get college tuition. Right. Yeah. Cause he has a dramatic, like, okay, all right all right yeah okay i get the symbolism but all right so there is a moment where he dramatically throws something away in a garbage can and like Uh i didn't even mention that he's got he's he's got a a gleep or gloop or whatever his friend like if it's just (laughs) he's got like mechanic dude friend who has like no personality except hang around like oh gee spike you're the best johnny cool guy you know like he's the guy who gets out of the car and does the the wave to start the the drag race that's That's supposed (laughs) to be a sexy lady i don't know this town doesn't do this town doesn't has those (laughs) (laughs) this town doesn't has those no oh okay it it does not has okay but anyway so like he goes and picks up out of the garbage can what it is and like goes over to the girl and it's like do you know what he you know do you know what he's giving up like do you know what these are they're college postcards and it's like <laughs> the fuck are college postcards <laughs> like what the fuck is a college post like pictures of college that, no like who the fuck has pictures of colleges and that's how you decide where the like does he have like they're like baseball card stats in the back like oh founded yep. in 1863 you know like, <laughs> Yes. The studio range is uh, 1600 and 3000 you, and... you get a new set in the mail every four to six weeks. <laughs> I just... Like, the, to me, I feel like there's a better way to symbolize he wanted to go to college than he's fucking carrying around college postcards. What the fuck is that? It's very dramatic because all throughout the movie, he's looking at something and you don't know what until he throws him away and his buddy's like, oh my God. You're going to sit here right now and you, say, and, and, and you tell, tell me that the, the phrase college postcards mean something to you <laughs> you have heard those two words put together and you're like oh i know what that is no. in your lifetime <laughs> no i'm just saying for this weird ass movie okay. yeah sure okay 
if if all these kids are into the 1950s, then yeah, they were but probably they, into college postcards. College postcards back then. I have never in my life heard of college postcards. Like, if you had postcards, they'd be from your dead dad or something, and you're like, I just, or you're, you know, maybe not dead, because then you have a reason to leave. It's like, I'm going to go find my dad, and I have all these postcards, and that's that's my, it's like, there's no fucking college, like, colleges weren't writing you, like, dear son, just keep doing LAs on your tests, and maybe one day you can come to me. Yeah. <laughs> Signed, Harvard. <laughs> Hey, man, you don't know what recruiting yeah. was like back then. <laughs> hey, it's Cornell. Don't forget about me. I'm still here, too. It's not just Harvard and Yale. I'm Ivy League, too. <laughs> don't listen to Brown. Brown's a liar. <laughs> Fucking racist. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, saying. so friend presents those cards to her and is just uh, like, he was doing it for college. <laughs> right, yes. And she's yeah. like, oh, no, what have yeah. I done? Yeah, he, he skimmed uh, 10 grand for yeah. college off risking his life over the last month and a half. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, he goes and like is like, hey, Fat Man, who's M.M. Walsh, because he's, he's got a name sort of like Fat Man. It's <laughs> it's Fatman. Yeah. F P H A T M U N. Because because when the girl meets him for the first time and he says, hi, I'm Mr. Fatman. <laughs> she goes. <laughs> and he's like also known as the fat man she's like oh okay that makes sense oh, oh you really need it okay, okay. also so there's this weird thing for grant hasloff's character like his name is neville which yeah okay it's a dumb you know british name that nobody would have in wherever this weird ass high school is sure somewhere there's a twin city because that's what that's what the dumb <laughs> mythical race is is like the twin <laughs> yeah. city loop or something twin like city that run. it's like it's ain't minneapolis st paul i don't know what fucking <laughs> twin shitberg place you're talking about because um yeah. but there's no <laughs> cities here uh anyway but like his name is neville and they just keep calling him navel yes like okay and he's like it's neville and it's like <laughs> sick burn guys you're either calling him the military force that is on water or a belly button sick bird <laughs> weird it's bird. so by the end they can call him neville and he can go oh you use my real name i'm accepted now <laughs> but give him a funnier name that you can change like, you Best know I can do. no no it's not <laughs> like there's a large group of names like you know like <laughs> You, you know, well, Turd he, Ferguson. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, his name could be Ted. They were calling him Turd the whole time, and he's just like, actually, it's Ted. And he's like, eh. maybe Turd. this is what sparked him to be like, I could write a better screenplay than this. Is it? <laughs> yeah, maybe this is the thing where he was like, hey, George, come on. <laughs> They're calling me Naval. That's fucking dumb. We could write a better movie than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so they wrote, good night and good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seems, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, cool guy goes back to M.M. Walsh and is just like, okay, come on, one more race. Let's yeah. do the thing. Here's uh, my here's my eight grand. Yeah, he didn't get it. Well, I don't know. I don't know how he had eight grand. I mean, if they had like, a... He, he, was, he had like... He, his cut, he had like eight... that Because he had negotiated 10% of the winnings right. from and, all the things. So right. he had a bag of like $8,000. And he yes, was like, I'll 10, give you this $8,000. 10% of $100,000 is $10,000. Yeah. It's pretty easy math. Yeah. So he's just like, okay, I'll I'll do the we'll do the run, and then she like immediately shows up and she's like, hey, wait a minute, he's going to college. Don't give him that money. And 
And he's like, nah, I'm going to do it. And then Emmett Walsh is like, okay, but there's one condition. I need the jukebox from your principal's office. And she's like, wait, what? How do you know about that? And he's like, I got my reasons. Yeah, spoiler, the principal is Johnny Racecar or Fast, Fast Five Freddy or whatever his name right. is. So we find out about that because, so Emmett Walsh is like, destroy his car. So they sneak onto the school and just murder his car in the auto shop. And Johnny Cool Guy's like, well, shit, there goes everything. We can't do anything. And <laughs> the principal comes in and is like, he learns about all this, like, right around this. He he goes in and confesses to the principal while the intercom is also on. He's like, I, she got all that money from betting on me from racing, and we were almost there, and then they cheated. And it the reveal is so not good that he's the that he's the racer he's also, the famed it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense because like they're like the the hidden place where the car is is like a, a fruit cellar but it's like in the middle of the football field he, so, he so, goes out he says he says all right i got a solution he's like get he's some like, shovels the, the fast freddy's dad owned a farm that was on this land mm-hmm. and he had a fruit cellar over here. So let's all grab your shovels. Let's go dig. And they don't dig at all. They no, just he, they, he they poke just... at it for two seconds and then lift this trap door. I'm like, how were people not getting murdered on this football right. field? Right. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm thinking like, hey, do a couple laps around the field. And then you get over there and it's like, and you're like, clomp, clomp, clomp. It's like, why? What yeah. was there? You know? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they open up the door and there's a 57 Chevy in there. And they're like, sweet. Okay, let's use this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And then they're like, oh, you're fast, Freddy. And he's like, yep. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Johnson is Freddie Johnson. Uh, He's like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> I'm glad I threw a dance in my own honor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's real creepy. Also, uh, also, yeah, we we had beef, but it's it got blown out of proportion. It's just like I won his jukebox out of his bar, and he just doesn't yeah. like losing, so he's still holding it as a grudge. And uh, anyway, good luck. Yeah, F- fix up the car. But yeah, and then there's this weird unearned like. If you're going to win, you need the whole school behind you. And there's just this weird, like, they sneak him into the gymnasium. And then, like, the whole school's there, like, we love you, Johnny Cool Oh, guy. yeah, it's a weird, it's a and weird it's just like, rally. And it's just like, <laughs> the fuck? Like, well, there was a moment. Okay, so there was a moment where the girl came back to school. And she didn't know that he had confessed over the intercom to everything. She just walks into the cafeteria. And then, like... One nerd kid goes over and pulls up the sad thermometer sign and puts it back on the easel or whatever. And everyone's just like, yeah, you tried your best. Thanks, you know, girl. <laughs> and everyone just comes up and apologizes like, we're sorry we never helped. And I'm I'm like, no, teenagers mm-hmm. taking responsibility at this stage. And they're like, absolutely not. This is not a real thing. No. <laughs> this is pure fantasy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that then they have the pep rally for the guy. And he's just like, oh, shucks. Come on. Um yeah, and then it's just they. So they have to get. Okay, they they don't tell the principal that they have to put the jukebox up for collateral. So they have to sneak it out, mm-hmm. and they have to get it to the van before the halfway point of the race. Mm-hmm. So there's that. There's a weird like now it's a heist movie, and we have to get the jukebox out of here. Uh, yep, this yes. is all happening during the football game, and there's been this running theme throughout the whole movie that the football team absolutely sucks. Mm-hmm. So there's also this weird redemptive arc for the football team in this movie. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. Where there's the movie also, also there's becomes also like, eight. They also like start sucking. Like the, the, the other team like recovers a fumble from them and scores and the entire stand erupts in applause and they're like, oh, sorry, we were cheering something about the race. And the, the, the quarterback is like, oh, okay, that's fine. You know. Well, so, he's like, hey, whose side are you on? And like the running back comes over and says, no, it's because Johnny Cool Guy just passed the halfway mark. Or he's like, he got, all right, he cool, got past the on. cops or something like that. Yeah. But, okay. All right. <laughs> So this final race, the Twin City Loop or whatever the fuck dumbass thing that they have to do. Yeah. Okay, I want to point so, this out that like okay. supposedly this is this impossible thing. Emmett Walsh is like first he's murdered his car, <laughs> then you know he's got this other car, but he still has his cronies like standing by that they're like we're gonna fuck with him, we're gonna like make roadblocks and okay. run run him off the road. He's just he's not gonna win. There's no way he's gonna win. Yep. This thing now I don't know what terrain or thing they're going or how many loops, you know, or curves or whatever they are, but they're like, they make this sound fucking impossible. And they're like, it's a 20 minute loop mm-hmm. or 20 mile loop that you have to do in 20 minutes. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's averaging 60 miles an hour. That's not that <laughs> impressive in a fucking race. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, again, I don't know if you know math, but $8,000 is not 10% of a hundred thousand dollars, but a 20 minute, 20 mile loop is, <laughs> Ooh, I think we call those, you know what we call those, Chuck? Interstates. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I think think the thing was is that 30 years ago, it was all dirt roads, and so it was harder. And now it's all paved, but the problem is that there's a traffic light every five feet. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, like one guy's like, hey, my dad's with the fire department. I got this thing that, like, automatically changes lights. Here you go. And (laughs) they've also, like figured out this dumb Scooby-Doo plot of like everyone's just figured out like hey you go over here and we're going to be the, the thing that's going to distract the cops Dukes of Hazard style and they just have this fucking all planned out despite the fact that like they surprised him and then immediately it was like hey you gotta go race time and it's like there was never any fucking planning or anything they're just like you gotta get in the car now on top of this the weirdest fucking thing is is like from the moment this race actually starts okay so jenny smart girl jumps in the seat with johnny cool guy and is like i'm going with you i'm going to navigate and press the black box button that turns the red lights and he's like you got to get out you got to stop you can't be in here it's too dangerous and he's got this fucking flux capacitor computer with a fucking digital like solid state clock in the middle of it it's the front panel of a microwave Mm Yes. It's literally just the front panel of a microwave torn off and put in his car. So it's got this ticking clock that's like ticking down to when the race is going to start. So yeah. she jumps in the last second and, and he can't tell her, you know, you've got to leave before it's time. So like the first like breaking of this, this boobie's uh, momentum is oh uh-huh. her jumping in the car. And then like this countdown is happening and it's not like he's like foot on the gas ready to start like i've got a this is this impossible fucking thing and I've, every second counts so he's in the car arguing with her and then it's like beep beep beep, beep. so he loses like three seconds where she's like hey go because <laughs> the time started so like right off the bat this fucking ticking clock phenomenon is blown because he's just like what are you doing the car? you can't be here it's not safe it is like you have time to go and he's like Wah! and has to like hit the gas real fast then no less than three or four different times throughout the course of this fucking race, he dead stops and yep. sits for like two minutes. Yep. It's like any kind of sense of urgency in this fucking race is gone. <laughs> fucking nowhere. It is like, it is the weirdest goddamn way of filming something like this ever. Uh-huh. And it just becomes this dumb, like Keystone cops thing where like, he just perfectly knows how to go down these back alleys and, this cop car is following him. And then again, like I said, it's like he, he somehow knows, Oh, if I drove over here, the kids are waiting and they have this dumb, like 
I don't know if it's a fucking water balloon shaped like a person. I don't know what the fuck it was, but like they've got this dumb thing that like the you know he goes over and then they yank it up and the cop car goes through and is like oh god and like <laughs> crashes or something and and they're yep. like yeah high fives. Yeah, I, I he just gets chased. I don't. Well, he gets chased by a police helicopter at one point and mm-hmm. has to duck into a car wash and they do the the cannonball run thing where they just spray the paint off. They hose the paint off the car till it's an entirely different paint job. And then somehow they've acquired like twelve other classic cars and they all drive out of the car wash together. And the, the police helicopter is like, "What the hell? I don't. Which car is it?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> That. Me- meanwhile, the football team is trying its best to win their first game. <laughs> yeah, which spoilers they do. Uh, they do. Yeah. They shouldn't, because like that, the play, the 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 pocket was non-existent for that quarterback. No pocket, and he threw off the wrong foot. It's, it's like straight up, I think. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. It's just a dumb like. First, like, Kid Rock's sitting outside, like, oh, they're not going to have the jukebox here on time. And then they're like, wah, wah, we're right behind it. And then, you know, bleep or bloop or gleep or glop or whatever I said is his sidekick mechanic dude's name is. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, are these wires important? And Kid Rock's just like, yo, boss, I'm not going to be able to get out there because they ripped the, the, the wire thing off my car. You know, like, do they took yep. the, the squid off my engine and I don't know how you plug that back in. I've seen that in movies. Yep. <laughs> you unplug the squid, yeah, man. That yeah. just kills the car. that power right squid, man. You You're like, ah, yeah. look at that. Yeah. I got your squid. <laughs> Um, uh, so like that's dumb and then of course like uh oh the, the, the equ- another equally dumb thing is there's there's like a truck and a car have made a fucking roadblock on some road where again this route is not well defined and i don't really know because like was go- we're going through all those back alley things part of this fucking loop i seriously doubt it so yeah, probably not if no. you're if you're allowed to divert slightly there could you not just like go around the cars or take a side road if you see it but Anyway, one of the many times they stop is is Lady, you know, uh, Jenny Smart Girl, like is like stop, slam on the brakes. So he does, and she jumps out. And is like, I'll figure out something. Bye. And basically, her idea is, is like, I'm gonna run around to where this roadblock is, and first, I'm gonna take off my shirt down to the bra and go like, Hey, look, look, I, there's tits barely covered here. And then she's like, Well, better go all the way, take it off there, and then takes off her bra, which you know they don't show in the movie. But then she's no. just like, Hey, and then like this truck is just like. Tits. <laughs> yeah. Tits and, and abroad, not not enough reason to yeah. break protocol, but man, naked tits is but like, other, hey, I gotta I gotta drive the other over. Guy's those. Just like, hey, and then tries to be a one man roadblock and he's just like moving forward, going back, moving forward, going back, to which like Johnny Cool Guy's gotta like kinda sort of swerve around him and is like, Yeah, I did it. And then yeah. f- fuck her, because like she's out of the race and out of, like she's just grabbing her clothes and like, I can't believe I've washed my tits. Woo! Uh, you know. <laughs> Um, and then you yes. know, fucking vindicator, I whatever I his name my is. Tits. Woo, uh, Widowmaker. <laughs> well, yeah, Widowmaker comes back, and yeah. you know, uh, he, he's like the final obstacle. This is like, oh no, yeah. this guy, uh, it, this doesn't cause much of a problem. No, he and, just he just knocks him off the road somehow or something. Yeah, and then he has to win the race by literally launching onto the football field. Yeah, so the football <laughs> team wins like in a dramatic like last second pass into the end zone, which yeah. is slow motion. Like yay! And then it's like I mean like fuck, clear the field because here comes the race is going to end by like him driving through the. They're all counting down. Like I don't yes. know how they know this, but they're all just like ten. Yes, nine. Si- yes, simultaneously. And then yeah, he has to launch over and. Th- over like this fence onto the field and through the goalpost with like one second to spare and then everyone's like hey we made it yeah <laughs> and 
I don't know. It's yep. the whole series of like dumb, like, no, I can't believe it. And Emmett Walsh, like, no, razzle, frazzle, freaking, freaking. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I don't know. I just, yeah, uh, I the, the principal made a side bet to get Johnny Cool Guys some college money. Mm. He's like, here you go. You better use this. Go to college, you, you rap scallion. <laughs> yep. He's like, okay, thanks, principal. I guess I'll see you Monday. <laughs> because <laughs> we still got like three semesters left to go <laughs> yeah uh yeah and that's kind of the end yeah it's it's a fucking weird ass movie man <laughs> it's it's strange it's kind of charming though in a way it's it's a very watchable thing mm. um i it's it's bizarre but not in ways that seem like no one knew what they were doing it's just like a just a, like I said, a notch above reality. It's it's not pure fantasy or anything, but it's just like none of this really makes sense. But I guess in its own universe, it does because there seem to be a lot of vehicular crimes going on, and no one seems to be too worried about that, and no big deal. Um, I, I just I I, th- I was kind of mildly entertained by this. I thought it was kind of a nice movie, so I'm gonna give it two jocks. I I was. I was pl- I, this movie was pleasant. It was a pleasant film. I I enjoyed it. It was interesting. I would like to know more about it. It's it's one of those movies where like the supporting cast is more famous than the stars because like I've never seen this dude before in my life. Uh, matter of fact, like the reveal shot of him in the car, like the first shot of him, I was like, oh, she's pretty, and I was just like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a man. <laughs> so apparently, he's yeah. in one of your favorite movies. He he was in Greece too. Was and, he? Yeah, and Xanadu. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Gleep or Glop or whatever his name is. The friend whose name was Monkey in the movie, apparently. Right. Yes, because I guess he was a grease monkey. Apparently yeah. he was married to Maura Tierney for like many years. <laughs> well, good yeah. for him. Tierney, 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 whatever you say. Anyway, <clears throat> I don't know why her name's not Tierney. But <laughs> she was on ER that George Clooney was also on. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe it's... Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Um yeah, I'm going to give it a single jocks just and I, that's mostly just cuz like I I I have just a what the fuck reaction to this entire thing that like my one jocks is basically like I don't know what this is but you should watch it because it's I don't know what it is. Like it's yeah. just so weird and yeah, I I don't get it. I, I just really I, I think it's weird to come across like an 80s high school movie that I literally never heard of. Yeah, like and, this was the one though. I was like the whole time I was watching it, I was kind of because I'll be honest. Like I, I, I you know, I, I've said before, I adore Better Off Dead. I like you know One Crazy Summer. So like I and I like Heather's and I like a lot of these like weird, you know, not quite in reality high school mm-hmm. things uh, throughout like the three years. o'clock high. Yeah, I mean three o'clock high is one I, I, I don't think I watched that much as a kid, so I don't have that like in a. I don't dislike it, and I actually think it's got some really great parts. But it's just it's not in that regular rotation right. mindset to me. And I was trying to I was trying to think about this one if it if it would have entered into my rotation. I don't think it would have. Yeah, like there's there's something a little weird and off about it that I just can't see it having gone into that whole thing. Right. Like it just well, doesn't, I, it just for doesn't a high have, school movie. It doesn't feel like a high school movie. Yeah, I mean, if it's, that makes sense, it's 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 weird. Like. It's strange because like it, it feels low stakes, which it definitely is, because like no yeah. one's no one's ever really like threatened or anything. But I think there's something 
bizarrely like overly wholesome about it that is like detracting it in the in the eighties, like to have it have any chance. Like it's like a more haphazard version of uh down with love <laughs> like <laughs> as far as well i'm saying like down with love was like uh, we're, we're trying to make like a love letter to like doris day style things and this was like right. we're trying to like make a rebel without a cause style teenage racing drama thing yeah but, this but was it, like a 50s greaser movie <laughs> yeah but it was like it's just so low stakes and gee golly gosh in the 80s that it just comes across as weird and not yeah. particularly entertaining so i don't know I want to point out what I think my favorite thing of the whole movie might have been, and it's the opening second when the production company logo comes on screen. It's this big, majestic logo with a dumb music stinger behind it, and the name of this company is the Management Company Entertainment Group. Hmm. And that's just the dumbest word salad, bullshit, buzzword, nothingness, means literally nothing. But they were so proud of this, and they had the logo, and it's management company entertainment group it's like those four words together mean fuck all <laughs> yeah i i just was very amused by that i don't think they made another movie <laughs> yeah i don't know it's it's a it's a bizarre thing i mean yeah I, I don't really particularly recognize johnny cool guy from anything uh jenny smart girl was in a couple things like she, she was in fortress so i think she was like oh okay maybe the love interest for christoph lambert or something i don't know Ooh. yeah i don't know but yeah like i, I recognized her but like barely like it was one of those like i think i know who you are and i don't know why yeah i was just kind of watching this like okay are any of you people going to show up in the mummy like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was well yeah i was like looking in the background for brendan fraser or something <laughs> like, yeah. like, like who knows <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's a interesting thing mm-hmm. it's interesting it's a strange career path. Like I, I I'm curious. I like, I want to be in the room that like somebody saw this and like, this is what <laughs> somebody, cause wasn't it like the, his Huckleberry Finn movie? Like, wasn't that fucking yeah. Disney or something? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then he made the jungle book after that. Right. That's so. what I mean. It's like, how did he go from this movie straight to like a, a yeah. job a two movie deal with Disney? Basically. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Especially since literally no one has seen this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's just a, I mean, I guess things were different and weird then, but mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's yeah. just, that's a weird, weird hop to me yeah i don't know i would like to know more would so. you like to know more i would yes hmm. what would people like to do if they'd like to know more about <laughs> us and what we do and where would they go uh they should go to patreon.com slash bmf cast uh it's where we talk even more about movies and things uh you will get to learn so much about us and our career path and all the things that we do uh if you give us money if you give us money there, you will you will unlock the bonuses and learn all of these things, extra podcasts, so many podcasts. Uh, literally $1 on your first day gets you, I don't know, 900 hours worth of podcasts. So hmm. you, you can't go wrong. It is such a value add to your life. Uh, it's what you need. So you should do it. Patreon.com slash BMFcast. Give us a dollar or more I, if you've got it. I'd buy that for a dollar. Absolutely, you would. <laughs> I just need a couple more Verhoeven references, and then I can go home. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you've got a long journey ahead yeah. of you, so, <laughs> so let's get out of here. I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamcast Extra Outlet. <laughs>